Moons of Millennials podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Bear. And I'm your other host, Moons. And today, mm-hmm. Moons, mm-hmm. want to tell them what we're talking about? Uh, no, I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is going to be about moving out. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, becoming independent, self-sustaining, dealing with roommates, first-time struggles, and dealing with the loneliness that mm-hmm. might come with it. Mm-hmm. We figured this is something that could resonate and uh, with a lot of millennials. You know, a lot of people who are around our age right now who are maybe currently going through the moving out process or trying to, you know, stay with their parents and figure it out. Yep, exactly. But mm-hmm. first, Moon, mm-hmm. uh, I have a question here from one of our listeners. Okay. She says, so I work with a lot of young people. Majority still live with parents, family members. They have that need to move out because they want that independence of living on their own. I had an employee come to me stressed, asking how I make a living on my own. She's 20 and just moved in with her boyfriend who shares expenses. She called her dad, bawling her eyes out in the grocery store because she didn't realize how much necessities would cost her. So based on your personal experiences, did you find it difficult moving out out at first? Did you have to make sacrifices on things you didn't think you would have had to? Okay, well, first off, let's state by, you know, saying we're on kind of different sides to this because bear has been moved out for a while whereas i'm with my parents currently yeah so you know obviously we thought that the dynamic between the two situations would be pretty good for this episode Mm -hmm. so moon i understand that you have you know done a little bit of budgeting and stuff here and Mm -hmm. there and uh uh buying food and stuff did did you realize at, at that point when uh you know when you started doing all these things how much how expensive things actually are no (laughs) you know living um you know you know everybody lives and they're living with their family growing up food just appears (laughs) you know you go with your parents to the grocery store and you pick out stuff for them you know they're always like no put that back that's too expensive you don't really understand that but i want it (laughs) yeah like mom but i see you getting this it's like you don't really understand that concept growing up kind of just like i want things and mom can get them for me so that's what i want you know that's the mindset of a child and as you get older you know like myself when i was living just my grandma it was just us two and i was the one who was providing the food and i was the one who was doing the grocery shopping every day for a good amount of time Mm -hmm. i did not realize how many sacrifices (laughs) i would have to make in order to get necessities you know yeah because it's like you go to the store and you're like, oh, man, like I'm on my period and I'm craving ice cream today. But it's like, oh, wait, we need water. We need yeah. water bottles. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, you start sacrificing <laughs> the things that you want to get for the mm-hmm. things that you actually need. You're like, okay, I got to put back this Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey to get this fucking 28 pack <laughs> of Stater Brothers water. <laughs> and I got to get the value pack because that shit is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You don't realize why your parents are always getting, you know, value items. Or not value items. What's the word I'm looking for? Generic brands. Yeah, generic brands. You don't really understand that concept. And then as you get older, that reality kind of smacks you in the face. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is why. I got to get everything generic brand. I'm getting like the 99 cent four roll of one ply toilet paper and shit. One ply, girl. That's something that I splurge on. I buy the two ply 99 cent paper. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) The one thing that I think that I splurge on even now is Diet Coke. Yeah. Anything else is just subpar. <laughs> but yeah, I, I obviously I had to make sacrifices. I mean, when I first started working, I moved out when I was 18 years old. Because mm-hmm. I was a stupid fucking kid who was stubborn and wanted to be independent. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, did life come crashing at me hard. I realized that I was broke as fuck. Right? So I had to get two jobs. Mm-hmm. That shit sucked. And 
at the end of the day, you know, I'd come home from work tired as fuck, you know, getting ready to go to bed because I had school in the morning. I realized that I didn't even have money to buy me a fucking pack of smokes. <laughs> it all went to the food, the to the restaurant, to to the bills, mm-hmm. not, not the restaurant, the, the rent, to the bills. And it was rare when I actually had money left over to do something. Yeah. But I mean, okay, can I say something though? Like, you know, even though you're saying that you were stupid for making that decision, I mean, it forced you to try harder. It forced you to be independent and learn on your own. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't regret it. Yeah. And that's something that I believe that a lot of people struggle with, especially, you know, especially our age, especially in this fucking economy or whatever you want to say, you know? Yeah. I think that's something that um, a lot of people struggle with, myself included, you know? Forcing ourselves to take that first step out of fear, forcing ourselves out of our comfort zone, and forcing ourselves to try harder than we've ever tried before, you yeah. know, out of fear of failure, out of fear of pride, you know, having to come back to our parents and be like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, and that's why I, I think, you know, that I am a, I guess I'm grateful for the way that I was raised. I, I was always raised to never need any anyone, you yeah. know, just kind of be a self-sustaining person. And that's definitely the way that I want to raise my children to mm-hmm. be one day. But I also understand that not a lot of people were raised in the same way or not a lot of people are comfortable enough to just do things. Mm -hmm. So as happy as I am with my living situation now, I did struggle a lot to get to where I am today Mm -hmm. because I when I moved out, I was woefully unprepared. It's just, you know, my mama said I could do it. So why not? (laughs) And then I fucking did it and I struggled. But you kind of figure it out. And even though that I struggled probably more than I had to, everybody goes through that, a similar struggle at first. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to find a balance. You're trying to find a balance in, in life between your social life and between your work life. Between, you know, being out with and uh, spending time with friends, going out to restaurants, going to theme parks and whatever. And between buying the food that you need <clears throat> and paying your bills and all of that. Yeah, It's, it's never easy because it's always... I mean, from one second, you have everything done for you. And then the next second, you got to do all those things on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and, you know, going back to not everybody was raised that way. You know, I'm an example of that. I'm an example of I was raised with absolutely no information, I, you know, and I was too scared to figure it out myself, which is where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure shit out as I go along with the help of other people. But I was not raised with any set of skills at all. I didn't pay attention in school. You know, I wasn't raised by my parents like that, like nothing. So I'm kind of thrown out into the world. And I'm trying to figure it out as I'm going along right now, you know. And with the whole, oh, you know, not being able to go out to amusement parks and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, when you're, when you're growing up in like a not-so-rich environment... <laughs> You kind of learn, like, free ways to have fun. Yeah. You know? Because that's something that I understand people budget for, too, because they want to go out and have fun. They want to save money to go on fun things. But I don't know. Something that I'm grateful for is I learned the way to have free fun. You know? I get that. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't come from a very a family of money. Mm-hmm. But once I started making money, I saw this money bank accounts. More money than I had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Let's go fucking blow mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I, you know, I, one thing I'm proud of myself of uh, learning is how to, you know, even though I do tend to splurge sometimes, but I still know how to get the best deal out of things. I still know like how to be like, okay, this is this much and this is this much. Like I know how to, what's the word I'm looking for? Budget. Budget, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I'm like, okay, I know how to have fun when it's cheap. I'm like, oh, 
this club that everybody's going to, okay, if I get there before this time, it's $10 and that's it. <laughs> if I go here, they're having a free drink special. Like I know how to do that stuff, you know, how to get the best out of what I'm paying for. And that's one of the things that I think is beneficial of staying at home longer mm -hmm. because you learn to, to do these things once you get to an age where you start to think about these things because you're starting to think about your future. You're starting to think about more than just the, the present, you know, it, to some extent. You begin to realize that uh, not everything is handed to you on a silver platter all mm -hmm. the time. Food doesn't just fall from the fucking sky and shit, you know? <laughs> you start to kind of make plans in your head and start taking notice of the sacrifices that your parents have to make. Yeah. You know? And even though... I'm because I did when I when I I did move back home for a year and at that point after I moved back I saw my parents in a different light you know I, I saw them as hardworking people bringing food home for us to eat and obviously at that point I was working too so I was helping out everywhere but you you make plans for the future so that when you move out and you make you have your own place you already have a basic guideline of what to do. Mm -hmm. And again, something you're oblivious to as a kid is how much your parents do for you. <laughs> you know, like they, how much them getting you something special means to them, you know, yeah. like for, especially for people like us who grew up in, you know, not so rich, yeah. nicer way to say it, not so rich um, families you know, them getting you that chocolate bar is a big deal to them because they can't do it all the time yeah. because they want to give you the best because they want to make you feel special and they can't. So them getting you that chocolate bar and being so overly excited about it, you don't realize why they're like that until you get into a position like them. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, damn, that Hershey's bar meant a lot <laughs> to them. I'm going to shower my kids in Hershey's bars all the time. <laughs> but that question came from Lexi Bell. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lexi. And uh, to answer your question, you know, one last time. Did you have to make sacrifices? Yes. yes. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> okay, so Moon, a mm -hmm. uh, little bit of a story here for you. I was at a party last weekend. Okay. And guess what happened to me? What? I got recognized. Right. What? Yeah. What? People were coming up to me and everything. I mean, granted, it was uh, it was my sister's yeah, uh, family. Oh, your sister's <laughs> friends? But yeah, but uh, <laughs> but my sister's friends started coming up to me and like, hey, you're you're the guy that does that podcast, right? Oh where's, and God. they were asking about you. They were oh, like, oh, where's Moon? Man. Like, is she coming? I was like, I don't know, man. But, yeah. <laughs> that makes uh, my little heart happy. But they were all excited and they were giving me like suggestions oh. of things that we could talk about, and they were they were they were excited, which. Fuck, like that, that, that makes me real happy, you know? So that got me thinking that the whole reason we started this podcast is just to share our opinions out mm -hmm. with other people our age. And hope and, we relate and resonate with somebody. Yeah. And what really got to me is that these people were saying that, uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I've been telling my friends and I've been telling my parents and everything. So this is uh, my little call to action. Uh, tell a friend. Oh, yeah. Tell your family. Post this shit on your story. Say mm -hmm. that you're listening to us. We'll we'll talk to you. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll post you on our story. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, of course. But We'll yeah. give you a little shout out. We'll talk to you. We'll have a full-on conversation. Don't be shy to talk to us, okay? Yeah. Slide into our DMs, baby. <laughs> that is so sweet. Thank you to anybody. For one, thank you to anybody who's asking you about my irrelevant ass. <laughs> and th thank you for telling people so, so much. Like, Yeah, it really means a it lot. It means so much to us that you guys give us feedback, that you guys are genuinely excited, and that you guys are genuinely like resonating with what we're saying. Yeah. And like I said, like we just want to spread the joy even more. Mm -hmm. That same joy that you people are feeling, 
Spread it to somebody else. Exactly. Tell a friend. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So back to the the topic at hand. Move. Okay. Becoming independent and self sustaining. Okay. So what what does that mean to you, Moon? Like what what to you means being a self sustaining human being? Well, <laughs> being independent. <laughs> well, yeah. Means getting the fuck away from family. <laughs> <laughs> For some, yeah. It means okay to me. I guess independence means basically forcing yourself to learn things on your own. It means being able to figure things out. It means being able to do things by yourself without any help needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it means being able at the end of the day to be like, I need to get this done. All right, I can do this to do. I can do this to fix this problem. Yeah. That's what it means basically. To yeah, me. I I agree. Yeah, not necessarily learning things on your own, but acquiring the tools that you need in order to solve problems. Mm-hmm. That includes critical thinking skills. I mean, you don't have to know how to fix an entire fucking car to yeah. know how to do your own oil change. You know? Yeah, Just of course. Save money. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a terrible cook, but I can cook some eggs and shit. I can feed myself. <laughs> Trust me, yo boy, don't go hungry. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that's exactly the same thing it means to me. That's, yeah, you know, that, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. That's something that, you know, when you are trying to save money, you realize the things that you think you should be spending money on is actually things that you can learn like you said like Mm -hmm. an oil change you know that's something that you can learn easily instead of dropping what 30 40 bucks on it yeah like or (laughs) your own brakes even more Mm -hmm. or some people are like oh you know i don't have a lot of money so i'm gonna go order off the dollar menu you know whatever and then you end up spending like fucking ten dollars on the dollar menu (laughs) and then and it's like with that ten dollars you could have bought you know, a thing of broccoli and some chicken and had a full ass meal, you know, yeah. like it's, 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 or at know. least some hot pockets. That'll yeah. last <laughs> some fucking hot pockets, <laughs> BP. It's, or yeah, like sacrificing cable, sacrificing whatever it mm-hmm. is. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have cable TV. I, I watch YouTube, BB. Watch YouTube and Netflix <laughs> and most recently Moon because mm-hmm. uh, I came across a little bit more money. Hulu. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I never got... watch it. I'm actually thinking about canceling my subscription because I never use it. Damn, Daddy. He got money. Those 13 bucks a month are really burning a hole in my wallet. <laughs> you doing anything after this? <laughs> Want a Hulu and chill? <laughs> <laughs> Hulu and hump? Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> So, moving on to the next uh, little thing I have written down here is Mm -hmm. roommates. Dealing with roommates. Oh, my God. (laughs) And we've mentioned your roommate before. Yeah. I I mean, I've had a few roommates in the past, but my most recent one, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Tell us a little bit. I mean, you already talked about how he was a pig person. Yeah. Huge pig person. But go go more into detail. (laughs) Okay. So, aside from being the most disgusting human being in the entire fucking (laughs) world... Yeah, I'm, you, you know I'm talking to you, I you hope you're listening. I'm not going to say your name, but you know. I was here for it. I hope you're listening. So, aside from that, he was also a very reserved guy, which yeah. was okay mm-hmm. most of the time. But it got to a point where it felt like I had a stranger in my home. So, every time that I leave my room, I'd lock it. Mm. You know, like I, I just didn't feel confident. So, sometimes I would come home and he'd be like out in the kitchen and I'd just be kind of like watching him. <laughs> Because I didn't know anything about the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he kept to himself. He was very quiet. And then just randomly shit would go missing. And not, 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 never anything big. Mm. You know, never. I mean, but like like a candle would go missing. Or like a fucking, <clears throat> like, a, like a toy that I had. He needed a candle for that stank ass room that he has. Jesus, fucking <laughs> disgusting. 
But yeah, it just felt like I had a stranger living in my in my house. Mm-hmm. But that's you know that that's a, a one in ten situation. Mm-hmm. There's I've also been roommates with people who are my friends. Or right now, my roommate is my brother. Yeah, and I love him to death, <laughs> but I also hate him. And look, and he's in the other room listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> look, I can't. Okay, I just want to put my two cents in. I can't. Um, really talk too much on roommates because you know i have lived with my family you know for the years but let me tell you something i I, it's just a it's just a common sense thing do not be roommates with your friends yeah do not be roommates with your close friends because even you know at times where i would stay nights with my friends like i would stay a few nights with them you get under each other's skin you get on each other's fucking nerves and you kind of you start to notice things about these people that you never noticed before because now you're in their personal space it's just if if i mean no 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 don't get me wrong it works sometimes you don't really know someone until you live with them yeah some of these relationships you know these um friendship roommates they work but if you want to keep that strong friendship highly suggest to not move in with them I mean, that works for some people, like you said. Mm -hmm. For other people, it doesn't. It's just about finding a person who is similar to you. Yeah. Similar taste. I mean, if you're a reserved, introverted individual like myself, (laughs) then you probably want someone who's more of the same, but not someone who's a complete fucking stranger. If you're an eccentric person, outgoing, you're extroverted, you probably want somebody with similar interests in you. You know, they like being up and about, you know, always all cheery and shit, going place to place life is all about balance yep exactly <laughs> but oh god i'm just thinking about two like over the top extroverts living with each other Ugh. see but there's there's also <laughs> extremes you can be extroverted without being fucking up at three in the morning screaming at the top of your lungs yeah you see I'm, I'm extroverted but not to that extreme i had a best <laughs> friend who was like that Oh my fucking god, this motherfucker never went to sleep. He was up at three in the morning singing music at the top of his lungs. We would get in <laughs> screaming arguments because he would not shut the fuck up. <laughs> he wanted to party until five in the fucking morning. I was like, I want to go to bed. I hate people like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it. I hate people like that. Anyway, but that's uh, my little two cents on, uh, on roommates. Mm-hmm. Just find somebody who is compatible to you. And you might have to go through a few... And food is always going to be an issue. You don't have any other roommate stories? I have one, but that that's like it nothing ever happened. Like everything was fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. He and I were compatible and uh you know we, we to the point that we did our grocery shopping together <clears throat> I my voice just cracked a little bit. <laughs> but to the point that we did our grocery shopping together because we were so compatible. Oh nice. That like we even like like Hey, this food is both of ours. Awesome. And, you know, like, because we both cooperated equally mm-hmm. in things. Both put in the same amount of money. We both did the same shit. We both hung out all the time. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was awesome. Finding a roommate is a gamble. Yeah, it, it is. Really is. It's like a 50-50 chance, you know. You're either going to get somebody who's totally cool or you're going to get somebody who's a fucking nightmare. Or you could just get in the middle, but it's it's usually one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you are looking for a roommate, just make sure you at least get to know the person a little bit before yeah. moving in. And even when you get to know the person a little bit, just uh, speaking from experience, make sure that you can afford the place that you're living in because sometimes... Uh, most recent roommate, I'm talking to you. They will fuck you. And they will leave without paying the rent. And you will be fucked. And you'll have to pay it all. Thankfully, I was able to afford it. But 
He's Fuck so, you. He's so angry. You want to talk about it? Damn. I am talking about it. Damn. <laughs> Getting out all those suppressed emotions. <laughs> oh, Moon. Mm-hmm. First time struggles, budgeting, food, laundry, life balance. And I mentioned laundry because <clears throat> uh, I never did my own laundry as a kid. <laughs> my mom always used to do that shit. So I, when I first moved out, I had to learn how to do it. Laundry was never a problem for me. <laughs> like, that was one of the easiest things. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's super easy, but it was embarrassing for me. Like, yeah. wa- walking up to the laundromat, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, just... E- Kind of, what am I doing? Pouring the soap in the dryer? All right. You know what? That that is actually that actually sounds like a pretty good segue into talking about embarrassment over not knowing things that you feel like you should know by a certain age, not sure. being able to do certain things you should be able to do by a certain age. You know? Yeah. Because I I have encountered a few, you know, actually a good handful of people like myself who still live with their parents and are unaware of certain skills that you feel like you should know by now. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you see everybody um, having a different set of skills, you know, whereas one person knows how to cook and clean and one person doesn't know how to cook at all, you know, but they know how to budget money. It's like a weird... Uh, yeah. And, you know, me personally, I just want to say to anybody who does feel embarrassed to not... Hold yourself back from asking questions. You're not stupid or, you know, weird or anything for asking a question about something you don't know. Because none of us have it all figured out. None of us have it all figured out. I mean, look at me talking about moving now and being a (laughs) voice of wisdom. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Just talking about experience. You figure it out as you go along, you know. And and I hate that there's this stigma and this embarrassment um, behind people who... Uh, you know, are are trying to live it smart, but instead they come across as lazy, yeah, or stupid or uneducated. You know, stupid lazy millennials. Exactly. Whereas it's like, no, we're just trying to do it smarter so that we're not in debt until the day that we die, mm-hmm. and not buying, you know, not getting a thousand credit cards and not <laughs> buying a fucking car, and you know, it's just, or getting evicted. And we're trying to do it smart. We're trying to take our time so we don't have to go through these things. Yeah, and I hate when there's this stigma, like you said, about uh, staying at home for a longer amount of time. I mean, just because I did things a certain way doesn't mean that I judge anybody else for mm-hmm. doing things a different way. I don't judge you at all. I mean, I think you're doing it the smart way. Like I said before, I struggled a lot more than I than I probably should have. Yeah. Just because I was stubborn. And, and like I, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I always do that. And like I said earlier, like, you know, off um, recording is that. I feel a bit inferior, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to people who have their shit together way more than I do. You know, I'm over here thinking that I'm making a smart move, but these people are accelerating in life so easily and so fast. See, but that's the thing. It's not so easily and it's not so fast. Yeah. I mean, there was a long time of struggle to get to the point where I am now, and I'm still not at a place where I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, people see what others want them to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you see me, you know, I have my own place and, you know, I have a good job and all of this stuff. But that's the stuff that I want you to see. You didn't know me six years ago when I was fucking struggling, working two jobs. Yeah. That didn't have fucking money to do anything ever. I've gotten to the point where I am now after a long time of struggling. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're kind of learning 
uh, about these things, these struggles that when you finally move out, yeah, you're going to struggle a bit too, but hopefully not for as long as I did. <laughs> and you won't get in debt and, and you won't yeah. get the, you and know, all the stuff that you were saying. Hopefully I'll have some of the skill sets, you know, yeah. to be able to get myself out of shitty situations before they get too hard. Yeah, exactly. Budgeting is the important <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because money <laughs> is a finite resource to us poor Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Americans, Moon. Mm-hmm. Along with you know the the money situation, yeah. A lot of time also comes loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know, especially dealing if you have a roommate, someone who is a stranger in your own home, or if you decide to move out on your own. You know, you start to kind of alienate yourself because when you live at home, when you live with your parents, sometimes you get depressed, right? And mm-hmm. you know, obviously it depends on your situation growing up, but. You have someone who is there to kind of check on you. you yeah. Know? Even if they don't really know how to go about it, mm-hmm. they're, they're there. Yeah. And when you're on your own, there's no one there. So you just kind of wallow in your sadness and <clears throat> your self-pity and everything. And if you are like me, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's a very dangerous place to go because you feel lonely, because you feel trapped in your own home. You... you you don't know what to do. So you just go home and you go to work, then you come home and that's all you do coping, every day. Coping with toxic, you know, toxic coping mechanisms, yeah. basically. It's like, oh, and again, that's something I think that kind of ties along with um, basically being a kid thrown out into the adult world mm-hmm. is like, oh, you know. I, my brain isn't fully developed, so all I know is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to trigger the happy part of my brain, so I'm going to do everything I can that might not be good for me, but fuck it, as long as I feel better. That's a kid mindset, you know? Yeah. Getting thrown out into the world. I was very much a kid when mm-hmm. I decided to become independent. Exactly. And getting thrown out into that world sometimes fucks with your head like that, you know? It, it makes for people who abuse things, you know, throwing parties every weekend and, you know, then you start to get into cocaine or you start to get into alcohol. You yeah. start to get into reckless sex or reckless, you know, just fighting or whatever it is. Whatever the, the toxic mechanism is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might be thinking that, oh, well, how come people, you know, 20 years ago were able to do it just fine? They weren't no. able to do it just fine. I mean, to an extent, maybe, because there, there wasn't as much thing as, uh, like, we when we talked with David who says that social media plays a huge part in people's depression <laughs> nowadays. They didn't have that back then. Mm-hmm. But also, back then, they didn't have the ability to kind of, like, really pay attention to their mental health. They they wallowed in their sadness and shame. They mm-hmm. drank themselves halfway to death every night. And no one told them shit because that's the shit that men do. <laughs> <laughs> and something that, you know, I was going to throw in is, is, yeah, social media plays a big part in us knowing kind of how to cope better and knowing smarter ways now because back then you know they had television and what did they show on television the perfect 1950s housewife who cooked for the husband the husband worked all day came home supported all their kids Mm -hmm. and you know that's what they showed because back then the media was extremely controlled yeah people were able to be to only show the glorified parts of it only be able to show what they wanted you to see Mm-hmm. So it's like they could, you know, they showed this this happy shit on TV and they could further push that narrative that this is how life is supposed to be and this is how it is going to be once you get to that place. Nobody wanted to talk about the actual bullshit going on behind the scenes 
Whereas nowadays we have social media and we, you know, free speech is bigger than ever right now because we have things like YouTube and Instagram and Snapchat where you can voice your opinion freely anywhere you want. You can talk about those kind of things that have been hidden and, you know, those narratives that were pushed that aren't so true after all. Nowadays, it's a lot easier to show people the reality. Yeah. Of growing up, of moving out, of how things actually were back then. And granted, yes, we've talked about it before, you know, it was easier to live that lifestyle back then because of the economy, because of everything that was going on, you know, or things were cheaper and it was easier to live that lifestyle back then. Whereas now, not even close, <laughs> you know? And that's why, but I think that's why social media is so good because while we're all struggling trying to figure out how we're going to make it through life and how we're going to live this lifestyle we were taught we were going to live, we have help from people on the internet now. We have advice from other people telling us. You got two fat motherfuckers talking to you all through a podcast. <laughs> A-B-B. <laughs> what do you think about what I said, though? What's your advice? Like, No, I agree with it. it. Especially when you were saying how in the 1950s that you had this picture perfect uh, of, of, a, of what the perfect American home mm -hmm. should be. Growing up, I mean, that's what that's what I saw all my life growing up. It wasn't until when I finally got a computer and, you know, social media started really taking off uh, sometime after MySpace died that I started and, you know, I, I grew up a little bit too. You know, I started becoming independent that I realized that other people were going through the same struggles that I was. And I felt so alone at first. I felt so like, how come like everyone, as far as I knew, I was supposed to have a perfect life by now. You know, I was like mm -hmm. 21 thinking this shit. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've been living on my own. I moved out of the house when I was 18, just like my dad did, just like his dad did, blah, 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 <laughs> whoever my dad's dad is. But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, social media did help in, uh, you know, made me, making me realize that I'm not alone. And it's, why it inspired me to talk about this topic today that the same way that other people talking to me through a fucking screen or through my earphones helped me i am hoping to be able to help some of you guys mm -hmm. you know i i can't pay your bills for you i can't pay your rent for you <laughs> but i can't tell you, you know, how to feel but i can tell you about my experience but we sure can tell you you know our smart ways of figuring out budgeting or figuring out yep. how to live on our you know my, my smart way of doing it was getting into a lot of debt and then having <laughs> to budget or starve. So don't do that. <laughs> just, just pretend that that's what you did. Just eat a head of lettuce every day like a fucking <laughs> rabbit and you'll be fine. But, you know. <laughs> Pour some ranch on that bitch. The whole depression and <laughs> substance abuse and every, like, all of that talk. That's more of a cautionary tale. It's not a, a, a guarantee. Oh, no, no. You know, that doesn't mean that it's going thing. to happen to no. you. That's just what happened to me. Mm -hmm. And something that helped me get out of it, you know, aside from stop drinking, was getting a cat. <laughs> hey, fur babies help a lot. Yeah. She helped so much with my <laughs> depression. She gave me a purpose, you know, and, and at a time where I was kind of in a dark place, I was kind of lost. She gave me a purpose. I had someone who depended on me. Especially because she was what, like a month old yeah. when you gave her to me. Mm -hmm. She 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 needed me, and you know now she neglects me. But <laughs> but <laughs> it it did give me that so purpose. Cute. It did give me that that you know it's it's not you know it's 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 not uh, overrated having a pet. It mm -hmm. definitely helps a lot. All of that shit that you see online about how having a cat or having a dog or having whatever is super helpful. It is. That's one thing that I think is. Um not important, is worth it spending money on. 
mm-hmm. you know, see, okay, say, say, see if you have a dog, you need to get the necessities, you know, the leash and the collar and the food and all that. Mm-hmm. But after that, you, for the rest of, you know, for the rest of their days, you just got to get the food basically mm-hmm. and take them out and do things with them, you know, and a cat, it's just like litter and food. I think that is one thing that is worth spending money on and setting money towards is a little fur baby mm-hmm. because they do help you. They're, you know, they're known to be therapeutic and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a way to help cope with loneliness. It's yeah. a way to help feel some sort of purpose. It is. And you know, a pet isn't for everybody. No. But let me just say this. I grew up my entire life hating cats. <laughs> Now I have a cat that I love more than anything else in the world. Now you're a crazy fucking cat lady. <laughs> so let just let that sink in for a little bit before you say, oh, fuck pets. <laughs> fuck cats. I, if you say fuck cats, I don't like you. All right, then, Moon, what do you mm-hmm. say we end this with the game? Let's do this. Have you guys ever heard of a little game called Mad Libs? <clears throat> I never did before today. It's basically like, you know, word blanks. Like you fill in the blanks. It tells you to give an adjective, a body part, blah, blah, blah. And then it fills it in a story for you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this shit, BB. All right, let's start off. Um, bears, I need an adjective. Okay, annoyed. Annoyed? Come on, be a little bit more creative than that. <laughs> Give me another one. Calm. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, uh, body part. Um, The penis. No, I'm doing this one. <laughs> Nostril. Adjective? Determined. Another adjective? Perfect. Perfect. All right, a candy. Um, that stuff that looks like lube. What? <laughs> you know that blue squeeze tube. <laughs> I, I think you're just eating lube, Moon. <laughs> just eating flavored lube at home. All right, I'm just gonna say, uh, crushed up Smarties. There we go. All right, a liquid. Piss. Water. Adjective. Uh, clumsy. Clumsy. All right, a uh, body part. The ear. Lobe. All right. Shape my cellulite. I'm just kidding. Uh, a circle. A uh, verb. Plural. Uh, plural verb. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a plural verb? <laughs> like ending with S, I guess? What? Like like present tense verb? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I guess fucks. Fucks. Regular verb. Fuck. All right. Um, another body part, weenus. Okay. Um, another verb. Uh, stroke. All right. An element of nature, air. Ooh, one of the four elements. Mm-hmm. All right. A food. Pizza. Pizza crust. So specific. Here, that's right. Another food. Um. Burgers. Chimichanga. Fine. Adjective? Uh, beautiful. Okay. Something funnier this time. Adjective? <laughs> uh, firm. Body part. Does fingernail count? No. Let's say the foreskin. How about pimple? Okay, first foreskin. <laughs> it's not a body part. No. But, okay, um, name Serena. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Alrighty, you ready for the story? Let's listen. Okay. Alright, dear love of my life, you are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your face is structured so calm. Your nostril looks like determined perfect milk. 
crushed up Smarties in a large pile of lovely piss. What the <laughs> fuck? You are clumsy. You're clumsier than night is dark. <laughs> I love how your earlobe is like a perfect circle. <laughs> so specific. You make me do fucking things just thinking about you, my lovely darling. I love you so much. When we fuck, it's like electricity going up, going up my weenus. <laughs> Whenever I see you, I stroke with air. Ew. Baby, you're the pizza crust to my chimichanga. <laughs> what the? F- I love pressing my beautiful lips against your firm foreskin. <laughs> oh, I love you, XOXO Serena. <laughs> I love pressing my firm, li- my lips against your firm foreskin. That was amazing. Oh my god! I'm gonna screenshot that and send it to Serena. <laughs> it's a love letter from from her to me. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Moon. Well, alrighty. It's been that time. It is. And uh, <clears throat> before we go, just for transparency's sake, I decided to do this episode today because I am actually moving mm-hmm. in a couple of months. Yep. I'm moving to Ohio. And don't worry, people. The show will go on. Did you hear my heart break into a million pieces when you said that? Because <laughs> it did. Anyways, plug our shit before I get sad. <laughs> all right. So please remember to rate, review, and comment on all of our shit. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use, including and Spotify. Spotify now. Because they Woo! don't hate us anymore. They accepted us. If you enjoy our show, make sure you follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. Instagram is at Billennials Podcast. Facebook and Twitter at Billennials or Google us. Feel yeah. free to email any questions, concerns, stories, critiques, mm-hmm. anything. Anything. Podcast at gmail.com. We do accept dirty comments. Yeah. We love those. I will sext with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> also, make sure that you tell your family and friends about the show. Post it on your story. Tell us that you're listening. Tag us. We'll give you a shout out. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. And thank you for listening to every episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.